Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio, episode 275 for October 11th, 2018. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm another one, Trevor. And I'm another one, Kelly. Where's Matthew? He's dutying. Uh, <laughs> he, duty. <laughs> he has duty diaper duty. I don't know. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think he got a cold from a puppy. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. yeah, his puppy had a cold and he just got it. It was weird. Uh, That's how the swine flu starts. Yeah. Puppy flu. Mm -hmm. Puppy flu. Yeah. Well, get well soon, buddy. Little Uh, buddy. Little buddy with your puppy flu. Little buddy. Why don't we move into uh, what we did in guns? What we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. They've got some SAN PE90 rifles. Uh, Let's see here. They've got a couple. They've got a black special flat top, one and seven inch uh, barrel, excellent condition. Comes with a hard case and magazine, twenty seven fifty. They've also got a classic green and black special with diopter sights with a one and ten inch barrel. So uh, check those out at Calgary Shooting Center's website. Excellent, uh, Trevor. Did you want to start us off? Yeah. Okay. Um, I put a deposit down with Wolverine on the FX9. So for the listeners that aren't aware, the FX9 is a non-restricted pistol caliber carbine with air 15 ergonomics um, that takes Glock magazines. Pistol caliber carbine is going to be a new division in IPSC in 2019. It's already been in USPSA for a while, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm pretty excited. And I think the, the thing that attracts me most to this is the fact that now I can shoot all IPSC disciplines with non-restricted firearms. So if I make the switch to PCC full-time and give up Classic, I never have to worry about applying for an ATT ever again to go to any matches unless you know, things slide off the rails completely in 2019 with Trudeau. Um, I, uh, I'll i be good to go. I also like the idea of these pistol-caliber carbines being non-restricted because the restricted firearms license and handguns is a barrier for some people in preventing them from trying action shooting. They'd like to, but they don't want to go through the hoops of getting the license to get the handgun. Well, now they don't have to. Um, in Canada, we've got a black badge course, which is a certification program required before you can shoot IPSC. I don't know how this is going to play out. I think this is pure speculation. I'm not speaking on behalf of NROI, IPSC New Brunswick, or IPSC Canada. This is just Trevor for a lot's opinion. I think that uh, pistol caliber carbines will be allowed to take part in black badge pistol courses and i think that because they are allowed to compete alongside black badge pistol courses so you can go to a pistol match with a pistol pistol caliber carbine and follow all the same rules and shoot all the same stages so logically you should be able to take your black badge with it if you want to compete with a handgun then i think you'll have to go back and do it with a handgun that's kind of i think what makes sense so i'm hoping that um, this attracts more shooters to the sport. Um, well, the, other, the other thing to yeah. mention there is uh, a PCC is way easier to shoot than a rifle, uh, a pistol, right? Like a beginner, a rank beginner can pick up a PCC and start hammering steel out at 50 meters. And that would be difficult to do with a handgun, right? It's just that easy. If you can shoot a BB gun, you can shoot a PPC. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what else did I do? I ended up in uh, Hampton, New Brunswick, supervising uh, an, an up-and-coming instructor who um, is going through the instructor certification process. So I went down there and sat in on the classroom portion and the range portion, uh, assisted a little bit along the way, and then shot a level two match. And I did that in standard division. It went much better than the weekend before in Nova Scotia because I... I uh, Took the Dremel and knocked the side of the safety down that was uh, causing me to bump it up with a trigger finger. So the gun 
and me functioned um, well. I didn't function flawlessly, but the gun functioned flawlessly. Um, Nick Anderson, uh, Nick's been shooting Ipsic since so he took his black badge with me in 2011 at the tender age of 12, shooting a Glock 35 and 40 cal, and he's still shooting that same Glock 35 and 40 cal. Only now he's a man; he's not 12 years old anymore. He has the fastest draw I've seen anywhere of anyone, and I'm not talking professionals online or anything like that, but any matches I've ever been to, this kid's got the fastest draw I've ever seen. And I think his gun is pretty much bone stock. Even the front sight is still that white dot. Not that it matters because he doesn't use it anyway. He just, just, man, he can get after it. He can just hammer the targets. When it's a um, an up-close-and-personal match, good luck trying to uh, beat Nick. He he uh, he dominated. I lost by almost two percent, so um, it was still a, a heck of a lot of fun. And we had um, five black badgers. Unfortunately, one of them decided halfway through they didn't want to play anymore uh, on Saturday. What happened? Um, they decided they didn't want to play anymore. Okay. And so hopefully they'll uh, they'll come back in the spring and give it a go. I think they they did say they would. So. I'm hoping that uh, they follow through with that. Uh, What happened? Well, Kelly, um, uh, this is speculation. Her husband had a Glock 22. She had a Glock 35. Bone stock, uh, big, heavy pistol in 40. Um, So it was a lot of gun. Um, It was difficult to, to shoot well. There was another student who had a bone stock sig p226 mm-hmm. and when i tried it i was like yep i just popped a hernia because of your trigger pull thanks for that <laughs> so he was struggling a little bit with uh, accuracy and it was all because of that uh double trigger. action trigger pull so yeah. uh, going kneeling he was getting less than 50 percent of his hits i said let's try something i'm going to give you somebody's gun here so i called mark over so mark give me your give me your sig p320 so here you go we'll call him Jason, here you go, Jason, grab this gun and give me six shots on target. And there were some of the worst shots he did all day as far as grip, as far as speed, uh, technique. They were awful, but they were all there. Yeah. So it was the gun. Absolutely. Hands down. Yeah. Now, had he been shooting a lot prior to this, like you tell people, you know, it's a long day. You need to actually spend eight hours on the range you need to be ready for this have we're both of those people ready that way 10 hours on the range well okay. how the classroom is broken up at 16 hours minimum so typically it's six in the classroom 10 on the range okay um, <laughs> but had he they been- put, he doesn't, doesn't matter he could have put thousands around through thousands of rounds through this gun yeah he wasn't taught or shown how to press the trigger or how to hold the gun okay so um for latchy and one, no, he needs another gun. Um, and he can come back to this gun later on when he's an accomplished marksman. Um, he could have, again, put thousands of rounds through this gun before the course, but never pushed himself to the limits or the time constraints that Black Badge imposes on its students. So, you know, it's not, there's no such thing as practice makes perfect. It's perfect practice. So, um, yeah, once he got his hands on a different gun, it was all the difference in the world. So, okay. um, what else have I been up to? Oh, I brought home my um, new to me, <clears throat> excuse me, Shadow One. So it's uh, got aluminum grips, maple leaf on one side, CZ emblem on the other side. Um, I swapped out the strong side safety for the extended one. The magazine release was on the wrong side because the person who had this gun before me had that um, condition, left-handitis. So (laughs) other than that, he's a good guy, but it's too bad about that birth defect he has. Um, I also adjusted the over-travel screw, changed the fiber optic. And then, this is cool, big shout-out to Derek from Nova Scotia. He hooked me up with a Shadow 2 rear sight. So I removed the fixed rear sight that was on this gun. Yeah. And it took the three plow horses and a jackhammer to get it out of there, but it came out and uh, I put in the um, adjustable shadow two rear sight. So it's adjustable only for elevation, not windage. Yeah. If ever I have to move this at the range again, it'll take three plow horses and a jackhammer to get it to move in that dovetail. So I really hope I got it centered. I just, I used the notch over the firing pin. Um, next, I need to replace the front sight because the shadow one front sight is about as wide as um, 
Uh, that's it. It's, yeah, it's about <laughs> as wide as reading my needle of ass, and that's too wide. So I need to, uh, as soon as you tell me not to say it, I will always say it. How long have you been working with me? No, uh, I tell you not to say it because I know uh, you're going to say I'm it. I'm like a child. Oh, so you uh, want me to say it? I, yeah, I don't exactly. Need your help to be even appropriate. <laughs> but it's funner with your help. I'm just saying. I know we work uh, well together. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, I want the um, smaller Shadow Two site that you guys have on your Shadow Twos, and then uh, it'll sit on the shelf because this is just an upgrade to replace the. Um, I sold. Remember um, Andy Hillian and B Hilly, and B Hillbilly and his wife. Yes. They took the Falachi class. She shot yes. the FN. Didn't yes. really love it. So she bought my other. She uh, said. And Did then she? I, yeah, yeah, she bought this one. I love her. The Omega? Know. Yeah, the Omega, yeah. She shot Good. this in the Steel Challenge, absolutely loved it, and made me promise that if ever I sell it to give her a call. So I did, and she bought it. And um, She's amazing, you know that? Yep, she sure is. Um, yep. She gets after it. She got her, uh, she's been to a couple of Maple Seeds, too. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, um, that's my, uh, and then shout out to all the listeners. Because I was like, I need a Shadow One holster. And then people were like, literally, I was like a rock star having panties thrown at them. There was like, I got hit in the head with a Shadow holster today. It was ridiculous. They were just coming from everywhere. I had to like beat off the holsters. That sounded bad phrasing. Um, (laughs) Then I went hunting with Muffin. And what a day, man. What a day. He picked me up at 7 o'clock and dropped me off, returned me home um, uh, 12 hours later give or take really? yeah wow. and um we uh, well we averaged a bird per hour you're allowed six per person and we got um we got six or we got 12 rather oh, we had six by sick. lunch it was so awesome he went in on saturday to all the same locations and they only got three we went in on monday and i was fully expecting the woods to be just packed with people because it was a long weekend and Monday was a holiday nope we saw one person in the morning and then we saw a few people when we left it was absolutely amazing and uh, I brought my um, Weatherby 20 gauge pump action, and I love that rifle, that shotgun. It's not, it's not fancy. Well, it kind of looks fancy, but it's not fancy. But it uh, it gets the job done very, very well on on grouse. A lot of people, you know, oh, you need 12 gauge. No, nope. I like 20 gauge for grouse. I really do. I'll do it. I'll use a 12, but I prefer a 20 gauge. There's an over and under. Again, Turkish, nothing fancy, but I don't have an over and under, and I've never had an over and under, and it's a 20-gauge over and under, so I think I need it. But I got other projects on the go that we will talk about right now. Oh, uh, not quite right now. Oh, uh, and then Wednesday, um, my monthly gun club meeting occurred, and we are switching to CCFR insurance, finally. So, yeah, so used to be that you had to collect $5 per person, and send the $5 and their name and address to the NFA because that was part of their insurance policy for guests. Well, CCFR didn't require that. Yep. Well, guess who doesn't require it anymore either? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of the reasons people were giving for the switch. So NFA was like, oh, well, we can get rid of that too. Yeah, you never should have had it in the first place. And what else? Um, oh, if you're a member of my club and a member of the CCFR, we're not required to pay for you twice. You're already insured by the CCFR. No double dipping. Ooh. Mm. So no guest fee at all? No guest fee at all. Ooh. Whatever your club decides, that's on your club. Your club's right. policies are notwithstanding. Um, but the CCFR insurance does not require a guest fee like the NFA did. They no longer do. Um, but it's cool, though. Like If your club switches, they don't have to pay for you if you're already a member of the CCFR. So I think that's a huge that's feature. Huge. Really and huge. of course, sorry, Kel. That's huge. Really huge. Yeah, it really is. It's a but great selling have, feature. Yeah. You have to keep your membership up though. If you want to be shooting at that club. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise I'll pay for you the next year or whatever, but right. you know, um, and they offer executive insurance. So, you know, yeah, if you do. Yeah. I'm, I have it. So it's good. If your club is not incorporated, which it should be, because if ever there's a problem, the corporation gets sued, not the individuals who are on the executive. Um, but if your club is not incorporated, even if your club is incorporated, can you ever have too much insurance? I don't no. think so. I like my house. I like exactly. You'd it. like to keep it, I bet. Oh, so. yeah. 
There was a guy at the door tonight asking if I wanted to sell it, but <laughs> <laughs> live in a strange place. Yeah, people are just coming to the door. I would have entered with my grand, get off my lawn. <laughs> And then I returned to work at the gunsmith. So I've been uh, back there doing stuff. <clears throat> There's a couple of, uh, excuse me one second. There was a couple of, um, oh, okay. So we're, re- you know, we're always restoring guns. It's yeah. the bulk of the business. So Yours. he pulls, yeah, all, <laughs> almost all of mine are done, Kel. I'm, I'm whittling okay. them down. There's not many left. Um, he pulls this abomination out of the closet where all the guns are stored. And it's a 36-inch barreled bolt-action 12-gauge. The locking lug is actually the rear sight. The trigger group is welded to the receiver. It's it's quite a thing. It's made by Merlin. I thought only Mossberg was made bolt-action 12-gauges, but it's actually a Merlin. So we're laughing at this thing. The client wants to have it uh burned open <laughs> yeah <laughs> he wants to open it up from full choke to modified and i think the receiver or the chamber has to be opened up too because he's got to shoot steel shot and it wasn't designed for steel shot so a modified choke might be better i don't know whatever we just do what we're paid to do just get a new gun like wh- <clears throat> why do all this stuff to a shotgun like the, a new shotgun's like 200 300 bucks heirloom uh, sentimental. Okay, if it's an heirloom, leave it as an heirloom, and uh, yeah, right. Don't mess with it. Yeah, exactly. No, Adriel. Um, the bulk of gunsmithing is people spending more money on a gun than the gun is worth. Okay. Happens every day. Mm-hmm. And but if, um, but if it's an heirloom and you want to keep it, people will do that. Yep. So uh, as we're making fun of this gun, and both agreeing we've never seen one before. 30 seconds later, another one comes through the door. Exact same gun. Only this guy's like, <laughs> this 36 bar- thirty six inch barrel is kind of unwieldy for hunting grouse. Of course, he used the P word. Uh, could you cut it down to 28 for me? So it's like, all right, we can do that. Um, so I ordered a bunch of stag 10 parts today because my receiver set has been shipped from the Calgary Shooting Center. Uh, namely, I ordered the barrel from IBI out in Chilliwack, BC. So International Barrels Incorporated um, with uh, Ryan Stacy. So chit-chatting with him for a bit and then got on the phone and he was more than happy to take my credit card information over the phone. And um, so, yeah, so that will get shipped sometime next week. And then a place in order with Brownells. Um, you know how some of the products on Brownells tell you straight up uh, export restrictions? Yep. Well, none of these items did. And what I ordered was a bolt carrier group, yep. a flash hider, two crush washers, and a charging handle. Yeah. I'm not sure which item is the export problem. I didn't bother to find flash out. Flash hider? I've gotten bolt carrier groups from, from this yeah. from everyone else. <clears throat> okay. Maybe it's the flash hider. Anyway, um, I told her just to go ahead and cancel it. Screw it. I will uh, get a bulk carry group from the Calgary Shooting Center and not be a communist. And there you go. Support Canadian vendors and show sponsors. Yeah. So your uh, your receiver set uh, felt delicious. Just touched it all over. Put my fingerprint <laughs> on it. So, listen, it's always good to have a second set of prints on the gun. So I ain't even <laughs> upset that you were finger banging my my stag ten. I, I'm a little annoyed that you got to touch it my property before I did. Uh, I spoke to Jeff about that. We had some words. Oh, oh I loved it. But it's a payback for what I did to you on the 180. When yeah. I stood, yeah. Cause <laughs> I had you all believing only Matthew was in on that joke. I don't even know if we ever told the listeners the difference. I don't think uh, you're you telling them now. <laughs> yeah. Cause I didn't hear this joke. So, Oh really? So I went up to the Wolverine booth at the nationals as one does, of course. And I'm hanging out with Matt Hipwell and we're talking CCFR and politics and stuff. And I'm like, yep. All right, so here's what we're going to do, Matt. You are going to present me with that 180, and we're going to take all the pictures, and we're going to post them on all the social media. You're and a jerk. I'm going, to, I'm going to thank you publicly for selling me this rifle. And, uh, yeah, Adriel took it hook, line, and sinker, and he's like, the optic, too? And I'm like, no, the optic had to come off. It wasn't, you know, I just bought the rifle, not the optic. And, and yeah, and he believed it for a while. Mm-hmm. And Matthew, Matthew or, was it Matthew or Jason Philp was like, you're either the world's best troll or made of money. I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, it was hilarious. 
So yeah, um, but you just dropped like a bunch of money on stag parts. So, well, I thought I did. All I ended up doing was buying the barrel. <laughs> hmm. The order got canceled. So, um, uh, and I'm kind of glad that it got canceled because I'm pretty much in the credit card zero balance zone, and it's it's unfamiliar territory, but I like it. And uh, I think I'd like to stay there because a couple of years ago when I wasn't carrying a balance on my credit card, I was literally buying a gun every two months from the Calgary shooting center. <laughs> so, you know, I'm gonna pay that in, that interest. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And dirty archery that did it to me too. I went jump back in archery and ordered a press into this and that. And anyway, mm-hmm. um, that's it for me. How's about you? There's two of us here. Uh, hey, well, on the, on the script, <laughs> On the script, you're next. Okay. Oh, my. Sorry. Uh, let's see. I went out and cited in my WK1DC. I'm going to try to use it at the uh, match next weekend. Um, there, I've, I, I think I've talked about this several times on the show. I've got uh, a tower permanent blind set up about uh, 16 feet in the air. You talked about your, uh, yeah, you did talk about it. And uh, you actually took the trouble to tell us about this invader that you had. Mm, this yeah. is the thing you talked about. Yeah, there's a squirrel in there. It uh, pooped all over the place, left a bunch of mushrooms in there because it collected dry mushrooms and uh, made a mess of my blind. So I went up there. Uh, I took my rifle oh, and my oh, and, oh, and a broom. Question, question yep. qu- sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you had a squirrel doing shrooms in your blind? Yes. Yes. This squirrel was doing shrooms and crapping all over the place in my blind. Well, is that <laughs> what anybody does when they do it? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> so apparently you're doing it wrong kelly <laughs> listeners if you pooped yourself on shrooms please write in the show <laughs> tell us we want to know uh the squirrel did no it collected dry mushrooms the last last year for next year no Maybe last, they, last they, year it had it, it it filled this thing with dry mushrooms and then over the winter it ate all the mushrooms I'm serious, 100% serious. A, a squirrel collected mushrooms in my blind. And then lived off them in your blind. Yes, through the winter. Until Anyways, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't find it last winter. I shot, I shot it with a, a 177 Pelican. Didn't, didn't do the job. It was CO2. It uh, didn't kill the <laughs> One badass squirrel. Yeah, it's a, it took a couple of hits and it ran away. And I've, I've just never lucked out being where it is. I've, I've come back to that blind and it's always somewhere else during the day. So I came back uh, this the last thug weekend. Life you don't choose the thug, thug life. The thug life chooses you. Oh, yeah. This this squirrel, like, yeah, he, he was uh, tenacious. Um, so I, I, I brought my rifle. I brought a broom and I, I, I climbed up the ladder with the broom because I've never seen this squirrel in this blind. It's always like going in there at night, just like a ninja got sloppy. He was in there. <laughs> sloppy. I, I, I opened up the door. I'm like, no, he's not in here. And he was actually this far like a foot away from my face and so like, i grabbed the broom and i like whacked at him and then he left and uh and luckily uh, uh my dad's dogs were there so the squirrel just stayed in, in stayed treed and i'm like oh well i've got this uh this non-restricted uh wk 180c that's just sitting right over here <laughs> so i blast i blast uh I, I you know what the last time i shot this squirrel it uh it survived so uh maybe not Maybe no, I saw the body. As a, as a per- oh no, though I'm, I'm saying the last time, like last year, I shot it with that pelican and it survived. So it's right. it's sure it survived a shooting. I think a, a two two three was just the right amount of power. <laughs> you should have skinned it to see if it had any like leftover pellet pellets inside wounds or something. Yeah, no, it was more of a, a hate killing than uh, than one of those like I'm going to skin this and eat it. It's like no, <laughs> I hate you. You're out. <laughs> But anyways, now my blind is cleaned out, and uh, <laughs> I don't think I'll have any. Well, I hope I don't have any problems this winter. Are there just are there still shrooms in there? Not no. anymore. Not anymore. Swept they're all out. Mm. Uh, let's see. I got. Uh, oh yeah. So I cited in the the WK, and it's good to go for three gun this weekend. Uh, I got a chi- a cheap Chinese endoscope. So what this is is one of these guys here, and guess what? This fits down. <laughs> Well, that would be uh, a little bit off color for for this show. <laughs> maybe on color, maybe just perfect for the show. No, it's it's this thing will fit down two two three barrel. Oh, 
really? So you can yeah, you can put this down a barrel and see what's going on, or you can put it in an action, or like with guns, a lot of the time it's really hard to to see some areas. It's got a light on it; it's very small, so you can see in like really high, uh, well, not really high quality because it's, it's a twenty dollars Chinese endoscope. <laughs> but, but it's because of guys like you, it's because of guys like you that IBI go the extra mile and hand lap the barrels for the final step because. They, they want the rifling to look beyond perfect when it leaves because guys are going to buy that custom um, match-grade barrel from a small shop like IBI, and first thing you're going to do is stick their $20 Chinese scope down there and go, oh, it's not perfect. Well, I wouldn't. I when don't it's know. actually fine. I'm mostly using this for, like, finding stuff that should, that's wrong, not finding, like, quality of barrel. Enough, yeah. 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 Anyways, that's kind of neat. Uh, I got some different rail covers for the uh, WK as well. I, I was at uh, the Calgary Shooting Center uh, touching uh, gun parts that weren't mine. And uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I picked up this uh, rail cover. Just grab it here. It's uh, it's the Ergo style. So I had the uh, the Magpul Type Twos on here, and they're okay. They're plastic, but this guy is a lot less obtrusive. It's rubber, and uh, yeah, I think it just looks better. Now your gun doesn't have a big gaping hole in the side anymore. Yeah, well, I had those Type 2 covers over top before, but they're plastic, and I was worried they like fall off because they wouldn't be able to take the beating. But these are rubber, uh-huh. so they'll hold a little better. And uh, I popped some on the forend here as well, because um, if you've hunted with an aluminum forend, this is cold. <laughs> it will c- it'll cut right know. through your gloves and, uh, and really cool your hand off. So that's why I've got yeah. the rubber covers over here as well. Looks good. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of different like M lock stuff out there. It's it's really interesting. I I got more than enough of this stuff for like twenty bucks, and uh, there's Chinese. There's all sorts of stuff you can get for M lock. And that is it for me, Kelly. What about you? I spent most of the week working on the CCFR calendar, so I just wanted to let you know it's coming out really really soon. We will advertise it on the CCFR when it's up and available. Just wanted to let everybody know as well that there's a ton of bi-weekly prizes that are going to be with it. Some of these prizes are freaking amazing. So you really need to register it, hint, hint, Trevor, if you have a calendar. All of the money that is from the calendar, uh, if you all the money from the calendars that are sold goes directly back into the women's programs. Last year we had over 450 new ladies try out shooting. So that means that, you know what, we have 450 people that are thinking about uh, getting their pal, our pals, or they're just basically enjoying shooting. All of them had a really, really good time. So what I want you to do is buy a calendar what you'll get is you'll get beautiful little CCFR ladies because they're all CCFR ladies. And then you can win prizes and then you're supporting basically. I won guns. twice this you year. <laughs> you want a Cabela's gift certificate as well. Just mm-hmm. to let you know that there are this year, there's going to be guns. Seriously. All right. Now I'll register. <laughs> so. I'll get to, I'll get two or three. I was going to get on my high horse and say, it's not fair for me to take a prize away from a listener or a CCFR member. Guns, you say? Guns. I paid full price for those calendars last year as gifts, and I gave them away. I want people to register them um, just because I want you to get the prizes. And I want to get the prizes. You do. Me too. All right. So are you saying you're going to gift us our calendars again this year? Maybe. Let's see. Those were your Christmas gift last year. I, didn't I know, from and me, I appreciated though. it. Just, just kidding. Oh, you're complaining that you didn't get anything again? <laughs> no. Yes, you were. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. That's fine. I don't need ammo. That's good, because you weren't getting anything. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why the question. All right, fine. <clears throat> you, gave, <laughs> you gave me lots of stuff last year, Wonder Woman stuff. There's literally like two people in the world that I give Christmas presents to. Christine is one, Matthew's the other one. And Aww. it's just like ammo. So, yeah. Okay, fine. I'll be going over there for like Christmas and Violet's birthday. And I'll just like give Matthew gifts and no one else. I'm that kind of friend. That's fine. You've given me Wonder Woman stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I'm saying that I will not give the child anything and continue to give the father stuff. That's true. Yeah. Child has to know where it sits. Well, it's, yeah, and it's catching on faster than Kelly, I can tell already. <laughs> Whatever. I also had a play. Anyways, 
You can move Whatever. On. Where's my counter? I made a play date with somebody from work. I had a coworker that wanted to go to the range, so I took him. And it's been 30 years since he's done any types of shooting. He took the hunter safety course. I didn't know that at the time, but he told me when we were at the range. And he was also in cadets. He said he literally loaded a rifle in cadets one round at a time. And that's all the shooting experience he had. But he had a freaking awesome time. He loved the pistols. He wanted to shoot pistols, pistols, pistols. So he got to shoot my Glock and he got to shoot my CZ. He said the Glock was really, really cool because it's kind of like gangster. But the CZ, he really liked it. It was more substantial. He felt it was more like a gun, he said. And I said, absolutely. That's what it is. We all agree with that, right? Gun is more like a gun. Well, it's like, you know, heavy and the Glock, he's going, it's plastic. And I said, well, of course it is. (laughs) It's a polymer gun. It's he goes, Well, it's plastic. He liked the CZ. He liked the trigger on it. But he also liked the gun. Uh, the Glock as well. He is pretty amazing with his shooting. He uh, he actually tried out the 1022 as well. And with that, he you know, uh, grouping maybe one inch in standing offhand. He was really, really good. He tried out the ACR as well. We brought that out. He didn't really like that. He said it was too heavy. He, he only shot one round with it. And I'm going, okay. Is that straightened out yet? Oh, yeah. It's cool. It's shooting beautifully. And he did not want to shoot my 12-gauge Benelia at all. He didn't He didn't want to shoot the shotgun. So we kept going back to the pistols, had a great time, spent about two hours on the range with him. He had so much fun. I took pictures. I sent them to him. He was showing all his friends. And now I have four more people that want to go shooting next week or the week after. So it was good. I went out to SFRC and I was able to speak to some of the ladies there because I haven't been there in about a month. So I'm getting withdrawn. Long time. I know, eh? Mm -hmm. So I got some ammo, had to pick up some more uh, 12 gauge. And I also got some Ely uh, ammo 22 just to try out as well because I gave my stuff that I got from the Ely rep away and I wanted to actually try some of it out. I also started. I'm starting to buy dehydrated food and I'm going to keep it in the trailer. Our trip out west taught me that I should probably keep some dehydrated food out there. We were just in case of zombies, right? Well, just in case zombies, but also because of the fact that we were in the middle of nowhere. There was nothing. It's called Edmonton. It's, no, it's not called we, the middle of nowhere. Come on. Well, Edmonton, we were staying at your place. We had shower. <laughs> just joking around. When we were in Calgary, we weren't in Calgary. We were north west of the city and we're in the middle of nowhere we didn't even have cell signals so no showers no drinking water no nothing so put some dehydrated food in there and the last thing that i wanted to tell you guys about is i'm now waitlisted for napanee rod and gun club again yay so i'm gonna have another range that i can shoot at as well how many range memberships do you have only two this time well no only one so i'm waitlisted for another one there was a point where we had four so we were Brockville, Grenville, Frontenac, and Napanee. That's a lot of ranges that were. Why? Why? Just because of the fact that uh, we had two separate residences. So one in Kingston and one in Brockville. It was easier to go to the Brockville range if we were in Brockville. And then also. Gotcha. So yep. now we've whittled it down. Yeah. So Napanee and Kingston are the only ones we're going to have. So that's me. That's everything I did in guns. Awesome. When we go on to upcoming events, uh, let's see three gun events. Uh, uh, check out three gun.ca this weekend. There's going to be the Chaz and Northwest three gun matches. Uh, next weekend, there'll be a match in Lakeland, Lambden, Victoria and Victoria. There we go. And Victoria. Uh, for maple seed events, check out mapleseedrifleman.com. Uh, do we have any uh, matches coming up for that? We only have the one that's left. Uh, it is in the GTA Peterborough area. It's in Woodview. So we still have three or four spots available. Awesome. Okay. Why don't we go on to the news? Uh, for our first uh, news item, uh, this is one that's coming out of my backyard, Edmonton. Uh, two restricted pistols seized from Lebanon-bound luggage at Edmonton Airport. Uh, Two restricted handguns were found uh, inside an international traveler's luggage were seized earlier this week at the Edmonton International Airport. They were found Monday morning when the Canadian Air Transport Security Authority 
Staff detected two unauthorized handguns in a checked suitcase des- uh, destined for Beirut, Lebanon. The RCMP were called in and seized a Norinco Model 54 9mm as well as a Kiapa Model 1911-22 handgun. So their Norinco is a military service pistol. Well, not really. I mean, the Type 54 is a 9mm version of that, right? Uh, while a Kiapa is American-made. It's a little unusual. Uh, it's not unheard of from time to time that people do not declare their firearms or transport firearms, and this would be flagged, and they would have to be deal with the criminal side of things. But it doesn't happen every day, is what uh, the Edmonton uh, International RCMP said. So, yeah, a little bit interesting. Just decide you throw so throw some into luggage and keep going. Um, hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh, in new gun stuff, MDT has released their new ACC chassis. Is it ACC? ACC. Um, adjustable yes. core competition chassis system. Yep. Yes. So three C's. ACCC. ACC. And then an S. S. Yeah. Mm. So it's ACC. <laughs> Oh, for uh, those of us with the list, not so great. It's an yeah. ACC, though. Yes. Also known as the ACC. Yes. That's what it says. This thing is sexy. <laughs> it makes me want to get another 08 and put this in this chassis. Just because I want to okay, use this system. I can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> oh. Don't, don't, not fair to discriminate. <laughs> The wetstock's pretty nice. People with speech impediments and left handedness are people too. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe not the self boss. So this this stock system, I don't know if I really like the the grip on it, but the rest of it's looking really good. Is that proprietary though? Because that's ridiculous. That's got to be maybe something that you can swap out. Maybe it's for a reason. Maybe it's for a reason. Like, well, it looks like it's a little bit adjustable. Maybe the reason is never mind. Maybe you're not supposed to use it. Am maybe I it's maybe it's one of those grips where you put, you? you put your thumb alongside of it and then you like pull a trigger and you don't actually use the grip for anything. <clears throat> maybe that's what it's for. It's more of a hand rest than a grip. It says oh. it's adjustable. Yeah. It no it's got to be a hand it rest. Like a, it looks like a block. You're right. It's to encourage people to not grip the grip, which is bad for shooting. Yeah. So they made this thing so bad that you don't want to put your hand on it. Mm. It's there actually brilliant. No, well, anyways, this thing's got a bunch of end lock on it. It's got like a fully adjustable rear butt stock, like skeletonized, lots yeah, of aluminum. It's, it's like a um, a more substantial version of the LSS, I would say. And um, is this stock their usual skeletonized stock, or is this one for this chassis? Uh, I'm not sure if it's their usual one, but it has a lot of the same features, like the. Uh, the cheek rest there, the adjustable butt pad and cant. That's all like standard in their other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks nicely skeletonized. That bottom shelf there I haven't seen before. It's got kind of like a shelf along the base of the uh, butt pad. I imagine that's to ride uh, bags or something like that. Mm. Looks neat. It does look very neat. I really like it a lot. And it uh, it has some cool features. Some adjustability. Um, we're picking on the grip, but I mean, the grip is not actually bad. We're just being funny. Um, we are funny sometimes. Yeah. Even the head. You can fine tune oh. the weight and balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They said they consulted PRS shooters to see what they wanted. Wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only makes sense. It's like developing an Ipsic pistol with Ipsic champions. What a crazy notion. And then maybe some more Ipsic people will buy your pistol. Or in this case, more PRS competitors will buy your rifle. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It does yep. look nice. Yep. Nice looking chassis. Still has a problem with that. They don't often, or back in the day anyway, they didn't often consult or listen to the recommendations of the top shooters. They would just sit around the drawing board and whip something up and say, here, go shoot this now. Don't care if you don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, some some of the actually, actually that's a good point. You know, some of the newer firearms that have been developed here in Canada, uh, some of the manufacturers have been really engaging with the community. They say, "Hey, we're building this thing or making this thing," and they start throwing specs out and that kind of thing, and, and starting to get uh, feedback before it's even built. And uh, that's been really interesting when manufacturers have done that because uh, some of them uh, treat us like like mushrooms. They keep us in the dark and and cover us with. <laughs> You know, 
and uh, and and other ones have been like really engaging and really um really transparent in how things have been going i i much i I would rather have that version every single time yeah i concur yep uh trevor i can i foist the main topic on you i I think it's a pretty good idea because it will also get some listeners involved to do it as well and they'll know just how painless it is to go through it so yeah let's do this yeah yeah okay so the main topic online engagement on reducing violent crime a dialogue on handguns and assault weapons. This is the, uh, the survey that the government's using to uh, solicit feedback on what new laws should be doing. This is how they're going to get their fact-based uh, database law uh, done. Is if, by, if it doesn't, yeah. if it doesn't complement the narrative, they'll probably throw out the results, but let, don't let that um, discourage you from filling it out. It's on the government of Canada's public safety uh, Canada webpage. Yeah, definitely fill it out and often. So it says here, keeping communities safe and reducing violent crime is a priority for the government of Canada. This is why in his mandate letter, Prime Minister, uh, the Prime Minister has asked the Honorable, that's questionable, Bill Blair, Minister of Border Security and Organized Crime Reduction, to lead an examination of a ban on handguns and assault weapons in Canada. while uh, While not impeding the lawful use of firearms by Canadians. How can you ban handguns but not impede my lawful use of them? The government of Canada would like to hear your views. This will provide an excellent opportunity into excellent opportunity to identify gaps, challenges, and ideas to help inform future measures aimed at reducing violent crimes in Canada. No, no, no. A wet newspaper on the nose. You're a bad dog. No, this will not. These measures are not aimed at reducing violent crime. They're aimed at reducing access to firearms by law-abiding citizens. Guns are already banned, you effing idiots. If you don't have a license, they are literally banned for you. But criminals take them anyway. You can't ban what's already banned. You can't make what's already against the law more against the law. Uh, if you're if you're getting a go button this early in the survey, this is going to take a long time. <laughs> oh, right, let's go. It's Jesus. full of them. So, okay. Question, question number one, Shoot. Kelly. Sorry, were you saying something? Well, I was just going to say we're two questions. I've just you're just going to say what Angel said. And it, three questions in, where should we focus our efforts to let's, limit let's, handguns? And it's let's start with one the first is legally question. owned handguns. Anyways, we haven't answered the first there. one yet. Okay. Should more be done to limit access to handguns? No. There's already lots of laws and licensing. If yes, what what sh- what should be considered? Hey, you what should about, fill that in anyways. What it's about yeah. stop you? Yeah. You should fill it in. Hey, I think they there's already, already a lot of uh, laws around this. Require a license and registration. Oh, no. Are you filling it in as we go? Yes. yes. This is the main topic. We're doing this live. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Trevor, um... On your Hangouts, there, there's yeah. a there's a screen share option. Let's get All your right. screen share. In Where this do thing. I do that? Uh, put your mouse over the thing, and there's like a little green screen. The thing, really? Oh, yeah. got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Make sure okay. you're sharing the right screen. All right. Everybody who's watching, Yay. pull up. All right. Pull it up. Hello. <laughs> Why it up is it doing that? Go through it. you're on Hangouts, just minimize the Hangouts and go to your uh, go to your survey. survey. Yeah, there right. we go. Hey, there we go. Oh, Jesus. The second question, the U.S. Department of Justice has used the following description. In general, assault weapons are semi-automatic firearms with large magazines of ammunition that were designed and configured for rapid fire. So what they've done here is they've taken the definition that best suits their narrative. Never mind what Webster used to use as a definition of firearm with select fire capability. But no, no, no. You're talking about assault rifle. They're using the the terminology assault weapon, which doesn't have a definition. Ah, very good catch. Mm -hmm. Should more be done to limit the access of assault weapons? Well, first, can we get assault weapons here? I don't don't recall any of my uh, semi-automatic firearms having a large magazine of ammunition. Assault weapons. Most of them have like five or ten. Are already and large capacity magazines. Oops. Mega have been have been safely disabled through the cunning use of uh, rivets. 
already <laughs> prohibited. Where should we focus efforts to limit handguns? This one. So you just asked me if I think we should limit them, and I said no. Legally owned gun owners, illicit handguns, both legally owned handguns and illicit handguns. Why should you focus? Anyway, neither legally owned handguns nor illicit, no opinion. Morons. There's only one correct answer there, and that's illicit handguns. Well, wait, wait, What's wait, an illicit wait. handgun? How do, how do they get access to illicit handguns? What if what if they're going to trump up the uh, straw purchases and, and theft to, uh, to limit handguns? So you can't put illicit handguns. You have to put neither. But no opinion on that one? Neither. Well, neither's... An, oh, neither. Don't okay. limit. Don't limit either. <clears throat> like, charge gangs and, and gang members and all that kind of stuff, but... Uh, uh, you know, don't make as soon as you put illicit, they're like, oh well, straw purchases are, are a big problem, so we're just going to ban them all, and then that way they're not a problem anymore. Um, where do you believe efforts to limit assault weapons should be focused? Oh, I know. What <laughs> the where the should... dump barrel? Which dump barrel they should go in when you're shooting a three gun match? <laughs> Neither legally owned firearms nor illicit. The majority. The majority of guns that come in, they're coming into the country illegally through smuggling. Our efforts need to be at the borders. There's a question later for that. Yeah. Yeah. Straw purchases, very few. Yes. Not from businesses, exceptionally few, although there was one recently. And they're they're high volume when they happen. And thefts from individuals, it's a little higher than, than businesses, but it's not that much as well. Yeah. They just need to pay attention. Right? They're coming in. They're coming in through smuggling is basically where they are. Well, like, you know, keep your, you know, keep your head on a swivel. If, if you see like, oh, man, these uh, we keep selling pistols to these hell's angels and they keep having them stolen. Weird. All right. that's, Next that's question. Weird. Yeah. With, re- with respect to limiting handguns, assault weapons and other firearms in the illicit market, in which of the following areas do you think efforts should be focused? Straw purchasing, smuggling, duh. Other. And what would you say for other, Kelly? I'm, I'm just, I'm not oh, going to okay. uh, What other strategies are likely to be most effective? You should fill that one out. It's just okay. underneath other. And what should we put there? Why don't you give some money to the guns and gang units so that they can oh, yeah. be more Ooh, yeah. proactive use, as, yeah, order, use as the opposed money. to reactive? Use the money that was allocated to the guns and gangs task force like allocate the the money that was allocated to the guns and gangs task force <laughs> use the money that was allocated they allocated the money mm-hmm. it's never been used mm-hmm. right or actually yeah use the money that was allocated to the guns and gangs task force that remains uh, never mind are there any other comments you would like to share with respects to limiting firearms from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> no? Too much, probably. Too much. Too much, yeah. Hold on, lobby? Too much? Probably still too much. Hmm. Mm, Guns yeah. are fun. Would you like to come shoot with me? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fun. I like this. It's kind of like peanut gallery while Trevor's trying to do a serious job of filling this thing out. <laughs> okay, I'll read out what Trevor's written here. Guns are already illegal. Focus on criminals and gangs. Enforce our current laws, making something that is illegal more illegal isn't logical. In order to allow for more detailed analysis of Canada's responses, we are interested in your background. Answering the following questions is answering the following questions is optional. Uh, do you identify as man, woman, other gender identity? Prefer not to say. Let's see. Is that a penis? Yep. I'm a man. Oh, you're not going to put an Apache attack helicopter there? Uh, no. Other Wookie? other gender identity. There are only two. <laughs> How old are you? Old, old enough to know there's only two. Top. Oh. I, I thought you were in the next group. You wish. You wish. You're like two groups it's, down from me. Stop it. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah. So now you're choosing your province, which is New Brunswick. Is it a uh, province or a territory? 
Really? You're in dangerous territory right now. Uh, oh my God. I am actually urban, believe it or not. Really? Huh. I don't live in the country. I don't live where all the farmers and farms live. I'm in a town, so I'm urban. Just because you're not in Toronto doesn't mean, you know, well, you're not, not urban. Which of the following best describes your ethnicity? Apache attack helicopter is the one I think you should put. Apache is a thing, yes, but helicopter, no. Hmm. Do you currently own firearms? Yes. Do you currently own a handgun? Yes. Big yes. Where's the question about assault weapons? Why... <laughs> Why aren't you asking about my assault weapons? You want to ban something? Do you like, haven't given it to me weapon. as an option. No, because none of them are assault weapons. Again, with the uh, you, you know, we always complain that firearm firearms owners are confused with American laws. Well, here's the Canadian government quoting more American laws. U.S. Department of Justice, Public Safety and Recreational Firearms Use Protection Act, known as Federal Assault Weapons Ban, enacted in 1994 and expired in 2014. 20, 2004. That's their definition that they're using for assault yeah, weapons. They took it from yeah. that mm-hmm. failed act. What is- there you go. So get on there, folks, and fill it out and provide um, short, logical, polite feedback. Fre- frequent feedback. You didn't. You didn't notice any uh, any point in there where it asked for your name or email, or it's tracking an IP address or any of that kind of stuff, right? I did not. Yeah. So, um, how are they going to stop everyone from filling this out multiple times? From different locations, from like, how do they stop an American from filling that out? Hmm. They, can't. So, they don't. Yeah. Hmm. Share the heck out of this, kids. Yeah. 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 And, I uh, make sure it's filled out. Tried to use it at work and I couldn't. It blocked me. That's hilarious. Huh. I know, eh? Well, it's government. So you could, you could see how that would be blocked from, uh, from government. I work locations. for the public safety. <laughs> 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 they don't want you to go into government resources during the day. <laughs> yeah. But I can't pay for you. <laughs> Trevor, if you uh if you hit that green button again or there's something at the bottom where you can stop your screen sharing. Stop screen sharing. Stop sharing. Sharing is caring, Adriel. Yep. All right. All and right. So back. there's that uh there's that uh, survey. Definitely head out and uh and fill that thing in. It's very important that you do because this may be the only public consultation that the government does on this. Uh, moving on, uh, does someone have the listener feedback open? Yes. I've been, chat- I've been chatting with people as well. Awesome. Would you be able to? There's nothing really. Well, no. um, while Bill says it was the flash hider that messed up my order. Um, yep. It's just basically me saying hey to everybody. And yeah. I provided them the public safety link as well. Just hey everyone. Yeah, and the flash the flash hider is is an assault weapon feature. Uh, right, Trevor. that's, that's right. That's, it is, yeah. it, the flash disappears completely yeah. if you use a flash hider, right? Yeah. So I'll wait a couple of days and I'll place the order for the um, uh, bolt carrier group again because it's on sale for one hundred twenty nine bucks. So even after ex- exchange, that's a really good deal. Yep. So, all right. Yep. Where are we at now? To, uh, listener feedback. So listener feedback is sponsored by Highlander Tactical. Go to highlandertactical.com. Just check out their great supply of both outside and inside the waistband holsters today. Use promo code SLAMFIRE to check out and save 10% on your order. And this is the part of the show where we would have listener feedback. And well, we I think we, Ginger Snap sent me a text asking me about an email. But given that it's Ginger Snaps, he probably sent it to the wrong show. Hmm. His text was, did you look at the email? Do you get treated that way? So that generally means that he sent what he considered to be a funny email and couldn't wait to get a response. So he was texting me to ask me about it. But there's nothing in our box. So Ginger Snaps, you you done messed it up, dude. I'm just going to go double check right now. I just literally checked. There's nothing. Nope. That's why. Yeah. I think it's his thumbs. It's got to be his thumbs. And then, of course, um, don't know how to spell. Fusilier sent us uh, a picture, so I would know what he looked like next time in a match. 
<laughs> which is his Facebook profile picture. And I am Facebook friends with him. <laughs> I just, I guess I'm not looking hard enough for the bearded man. He's so, an awesome guy. Absolutely. Yep. I drink scotch in style now with, because of him. Well, awesome. In style. I mean, I've got coasters. I still chug it from the bottle, but I like, I look at the coasters and I feel better about myself. <laughs> Not really. You put you put the forty on the coasters. That's it. Miss Stacy is the only person in the whole entire world that has a Project Maple Seed set of coasters. That's amazing. Yep. She deserves it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, if you'd like to email the show, send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, next on iTunes or two uh, reviews, none of those as well. If you'd like to head on over to iTunes or Google podcasts or whatever, however else you get your podcasts these days, lots of them have some sort of review system in them. And if you review us, it'll make it easier for other people to find the show. Shout outs, Trevor. Um, yeah, to Pat G. So this guy, he's a bigger nerd than I am. Uh, the rich Corinthian leather comment was made last week or the week before talked about how it was in Deadpool and then it was a TV commercial. Anyway, Pat G sent me a link to the commercial. And if you Google Corinthian leather, it comes up as is a term coined by the advertising agency Bozell to describe the upholstery used in certain Chrysler luxury vehicles. The term first appeared in advertising in 1974. <laughs> and, so Corinthian uh, leather is like Corinthian totally made up word. Thing. Yeah, it's a made-up word. I love it. Love it. No, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, to Chad. And Chad sent me these awesome. Um, how do you even describe these things? They're clips that go on your um, Oozcon AS46 magazine. So it's got double-sided tape. So you stick it on the magazine like that. And it it's stuck to the mag, but can clip over your um, three-gun belt or your ipsic belt, whatever, your outer and inner belt. And then they just sit on your belt like that. And then when it comes time to take them off, you do the beer can thing, you pull them out and put the mag in the gun. Unfortunately, I will not be testing them this weekend. He went out of his way to ensure that I got them in time for the match, but due to unforeseen circumstances beyond my control, I will not be attending, which is a lame way of saying I am. I've just bailed. (laughs) Well, it was going to be on Sunday. And but that's that, the day when, like, say yes to the dress is on TV. So you know, <sighs> that's what it is. You you found you guys me watch that too? No, we don't. And then <laughs> um, to Derek M for hooking me up with the Shadow Two rear sight. Not one hundred percent sure what it's going to cost me yet. I think he wants the sights off this other Shadow. I didn't show. So this is the other gun I was telling you guys about last week. I don't think I showed it on air. Uh, I learned that all Shadows are SPO ones, but not all SPO ones are Shadows. So this has a different trigger, has a firing pin block. It has a lanyard down there on the mainspring housing. Ooh, nice. And it has um, three-dot night sights as opposed to, like, you know, good sights. And and then that's not a problem because they're all the same dovetail, right? Only you see this part of the, sli- the slide. Behind the slide, the serrations along the top of the slide are there behind the sight. Now, keep, to keep this gun production legal, I cannot remove those. Mm-hmm. So I have to fit a sight without modifying the gun. Yeah. Yeah, no. Read between if you the lines. run a lanyard and you drop your pistol, but it stays on the lanyard, you don't get DQ'd. That Did it touch like the a ground? safety feature. Hmm. Just keep a short lanyard on that thing. <laughs> there you go. Choke yourself. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think that's all my shout-outs. Yes, sorry. Carry on. Kelly, do you have any? I do. I have a shout-out for Rob and Wes. It was great seeing you at the range this weekend. And Wes... He is freaking amazing. He bought, or not bought, he got a new coyote gun and he was trying it out. So Wes, keep hitting those targets like you were. You're going to be amazing. Wes is like 10 or 11. I, I kind of thought you were talking to a child and not an adult. Cause, yeah. Well, yeah. <clears throat> we've had Rob on before. He's the mm. guy that did all the goose hunting and organized the CCFR ladies uh, mm. goose hunt mm-hmm. as well. He, uh, his partner in crime is Wes's son. So he, every time I see him, he runs up and gives me a hug and says, take me shooting. And I said, okay. That was so much better than anything I could hope for. Thank you for that, Kelly. <laughs> I'm going to take him shooting. <laughs> awesome. Uh, in terms of Patreon supporters, we have 89, uh, Patreon. If you, we've probably heard about it on the show before. It's like a system for, uh, 
uh, paying some money optionally for the show if you want to. And it helps us with uh, new webcams, new microphones, new computers, and that kind of thing so that we can keep providing uh, high Mediocre content. Show. Mediocre uh, show uh, for you out there. <laughs> Slamfire quality content. Mm. But at least maintain it. Like, maintain otherwise, it's going to fall off. <laughs> status quo. Yes. Status quo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want to help support us, go over to patreon.com slash slamfire radio or go to slamfireradio.com and click the Patreon button. Uh, finally, please join one or more of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR. Check us out on Gunners of Canada and like us on Facebook. We're at 1991. We're like right around, what is this, like the strawberries? Like what kind of bands would have been around in 1991? Um. It was the beginning of grunge and alternative. That's mm. awesome. Yeah. Green Day, Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah. Nirvana. Yeah. So we're getting close to Nirvana on uh, on Facebook, basically. Uh, <laughs> we're almost as big as them. <laughs> getting close to 2000. And that's uh, way more in potato. So uh. <laughs> uh, anyways, thanks for watching, folks. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.